Oh, fucking man. people. Uh, whoops. Hey, this is the Art of Floundering podcast. Whoopsie. We're on the morning show. We just hit. Hey, Radio Parless just joined us. Hey, we're going to do something different if I can find it while we wait. This is Emily. Emily, Emily, who covers Bad Religion. I'm a huge fan of Bad Religion. Um, I, I think their songwriting's good. I, you know, I don't think it's, you know, people get on me. It's I, fuck it, fuck classifications, punk this and the other thing. Bad religion's good. Emily covers bad religion. This is Dream of Unity. Wes is on with us. He'll remind me about the mic after it. Emily, Dream of Unity by Bad Religion. We'll be right back afterwards. Yeah. 
rock and roll kids, rock and roll hoochie coo, man, rock and roll hoochie coo. This is uh, Will Dick, Will Dick with the Art of Floundering podcast. This is our Wake and Bake morning show. I got it. I called it this morning. Okay, Boomer, the Wake and Bake morning show. We have Wes on with Stream Surf with Wes and Jess, and we enjoy everyday TV. Wes, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Right Hello, on. everybody, and good morning. Good morning. We look so far. We got Radio Parleska and Alphabet and the voice of Wes, man. Before yeah. we, before we get into Gab, we got some good. I guess some good stuff to talk about. But anything anything on your mind before we start rolling in whatever fucking happens? No, I uh, I got nothing. I got nothing. I just uh, I I've been I've been adjusting my schedule, so I'm not seeing daylight until I've been up for yeah. Uh, today I think I was up for five hours. I you know, and and then the sun came up. So I'm making sure I adjust my schedule for Saturday night when we have our show. That's going to be fun. Uh, man. Uh, what do you? Uh, how are you it, coming on content on Saturday? You got that? You we know. I know we're going to see the pilot. You got anything else going? Uh, this afternoon is going to be uh, working on the working on the the porn. Good working deal. on the uh, the hardcore action between the cow and you know uh, multiple things. But uh, yeah, that's that's uh, this afternoon. Because like I say, I, I was telling you earlier, I got I got stuck down the rabbit hole after I learned about that Unreal Engine uh, when it comes to filmmaking. So you know, I I get I get stoned and I get zoned on no. something, and then I just head down that path. And because I want to learn, it's I'm, one of those- I'm thinking about I'm thinking about so something to think about, Wes. That, uh, is not you know but it, it'll be like one of the it'll be like a spur of the moment thing but like having a late night geek cast on this shit because there's a i'm noticing um i run some tests and, but there's a there's a lot of i i think uh i don't know i just like just talk, have a creator show and just because i'd like to learn more about this shit and what what else is out there because this channel is fucking badass i mean it's it, like you're talking what from a high level what can it do uh, uh, the Unreal Engine. Oh, yeah. this this is uh, it was put out by a game company, and I'm not sure, and I apologize whether it's Epic Games or EA Games, mm. uh, but they put this out for game developers to use, and it's a full 3D environment creator. Uh, it's what's used on the Mandalorian. Uh, they have a big circular 3D screen that uh, that runs uh, this uh, engine. And there are people while it's being filmed live making adjustments to lights, making adjustments to color, doing it. color correction live while they're filming against it. And uh, it's free. It's for anybody who's a creator out there. If you want to up your game, if you want to bring put your uh, put your people into just uh, unique environments, and they have so many free tools to just quickly put together, you know, mountainous terrain, uh, uh, water, uh, terrain. They've got all this, all this stuff for free and then cheap, cheap add-ons that you can buy. If you wanted to have something made, uh, on your own renders, uh, renders in real time when you're doing your filming and everything, it can actually be sent out to your monitor on your camera if you're doing uh filming. So, uh, unreal engine, uh, it's uh, film riot says it's the future of filmmaking. And I got to say, I believe it. Well, I got it. You know, like I said, it's, you know, in my, this is geek talk and then we'll get out of it real quick, but I do something very similar is I'll have a library of different things. And so 
but not like what they're doing. It's very labor intensive, but you know, so when I'm doing a puppet show, I go, Oh, oh yeah, I've got that. So I'll have like some pre like pre can stuff, but that's yeah. going to be cool, man. That'll be fucking awesome when that comes out. So, okay. I'm good. Well, it's out. You can download it right now. <laughs> Ooh, how- you can download and start working with it today. That's why I went down the rabbit hole on it. Cause <laughs> it's not like a, in the future. Now this is production, and, and, not editing, so it doesn't replace what Obi, Adobe can do. But it might, like I do a lot of my filming. Believe it or not, you probably do it in OBS. I do a lot of my filming for my puppet shows in Vmix because I can set the sets up in the streaming software, and that's how I. I don't know if that's how most people do it, but that's what I do. Or and, and sometimes, sometimes what I'm doing now, um, I'm just experimenting with it. But I, I'm thinking about just d- doing everything in green screen. And then just worrying about the sets later, but I it that's kind of a pain in the ass sometimes though, and and, and I don't quite like the look of that. It's not as natural, so it's good for some things, but a hundred percent where you just draw it's just with the puppets because of uh, I'm geeking because of screen resolution. If you have to do this, it just doesn't look right where it cuts off, and so, but. Those are all solvable fucking problems. And, you know, so it's, it's, you, you know, like I said, it's like, you, you know, a guy with a bad, but right now, a guy with a bad back like me that, you know, I, I went and saw my sister-in-law this morning upstairs. She goes, I haven't seen you in a couple of days. And it, it's very typical because, you know, I'll either upset, you know, I get on the, thank God they fucking understand me, you, you know, but, yeah. um, they're so, but, um, you know, but with just the tools I have, <laughs> look, I can I can create a false illusion, you know, the illusion that I got a studio or whatever. And this is just me sitting at the desk. What this thing is, man, to be able to pull in, you know, I do stuff that's different, but, you know, it's so time saving. If I could snap my fingers and that digital design before the actual puppet stuff is done. You know, and like I said, in my stuff, it's all fucking equally important. So I obsess on yeah. all of it. And so any that sounds great, man. So is it just been out for a little bit or has it been out for a while and they're just starting to push it? I, I'm i not sure when it uh, when it became free. I had seen it first mentioned last year when I was when there were documentaries put together. Uh, I shouldn't say documentaries, short films put together about the making of the Mandalorian and this technology that they were using. Uh, it's been out for a while for game developers, right. uh, but filmmakers have only uh, come on to this recently uh, as to shit. I can put together a whole world real quickly and, uh, and navigate this world with my camera uh, with, it, with very little effort, just bringing in the mountains, bringing everything in, adjusting the whole scenes, lights and skies. It's it's built that way for it. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna change it's gonna change the way. But you know that's all that new technology. Well, wait a minute. Today's what is, okay, boomer. What? what Today's but that, okay I was gonna boomers. say, dude, great fucking segue. Because um, you you know when you were talking about you know the change and stuff like that, but I, I, I'm a little high because I forgot exactly the point I was gonna make because we weren't gonna quite go to that okay boomer yet, but we'll get there. Ah, uh, the technology, the technology. Uh, it'll come to me. Hey everybody, good morning. We're waiting. You're listening to two old potheads, man, that are trying to podcast, and sometimes, hey, wait a minute. 
Where the fuck am I, dude? I, I, am I, I'm coming out of a marijuana blackout, man. I thought Wes and I were somewhere. We were heading down to Mexico, I thought. And then I was like, Wes, hey, man, I'm a little hungry. Yeah, me too. And the next thing I know, I come out of the blackout, and I, I'm Wes is where he's at. And I'm, I'm like, Wes, how did I get on this Zoom, man? What kind of weed did we smoke? We lost a, we lost a listener. Look, kids, if you can't, if, if, if you can't handle... If you can't handle, you can't handle this rough and tumble talk about narcotics, marijuana, then hey, pal, that's right. I've got, I've got, I've got that this is for, this is explicit because we're not going to fuck around in here, man. We're going to talk about marijuana blackouts. <laughs> they're, dude, they're a bitch. <laughs> but no, you, 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 you fed into something is that, um, would, would this, this, this new stuff, but, I remember, you know, forecasting the future and, and being able to see what's out there and stuff like that. But, you know, <clears throat> it's that ability to adapt and stuff like that. But, yeah, it just does feed into the generational stuff. And, and we'll get, I just I'm no generational expert, but I just lately because I as the news gets worse. There's always, we look, we go, okay, it's this, it's that. We all do it. It'll, I'm 56. I'm not a boomer, but I'm at the cusp. You know, my generation will go like, well, gee whiz, you know, back in my, it's the same fucking shit, you, you, you know. But there are some, there, you know, what I do believe there's there's a cycle. There, this, there's a cycle of life. And we all kind of hit some of these phases at different ages. Like, I don't think I, Wes, when would you say you kind of, you know, without joking, kind of became a sort of responsible at what age? Uh, I, I changed, I changed my attitude towards life, uh, uh, late in 29, late when I was 29, yeah, going, same, going yeah. into 30. It was, uh, and it was due to the introspective nature of getting ready to turn 30 having fucked up so much oh, in my twenties. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, just, what a lost you know, decade. let's see, let's see how fucking stupid. And, and, and it was the owning of the owning of my own. Uh, I'm responsible for every decision I've made. I can blame whatever, you know, I gotta, I gotta own up to be Well, I chose that. I mean, whatever, why ever I reacted. Okay. But I chose those decisions. Uh, that's, that's when I, uh, now that's now that's not to say I didn't still fuck up. Oh yeah, uh, I. But you, there was like I, a kind of I'd a different say, kind of a more of a. I, I don't. I know what you're saying. It's kind of a. There was a different one at forty. There was a uh, different well, one different. at forty. I yeah. proactively hit that, and then fifty. Fifty. I gave up. Fifty was fifty was well. You know whatever. This is the downhill. Uh, this is totally a different perspective. 40, well, I think I, I've just stayed a course of having learned the lessons I did by the time I was 40 and uh, just try to have fun. That, that's that's, like that's been me since 50, uh, yeah. you know, at 52. I did the exactly. same thing, but it's weird. It's almost like, you know, you're a kid, you're, you're quote, idealistic, you whatever you are. And, and then you, quote, grow up. You come become responsible. Same thing. I my twenties were the lost fucking decade, dude. That was just like fucking hedonism. 
I mean, it's all that. That's, I mean, it's just like all I, all I did when I finally fucking stopped doing booze and fucking smack was apologize for like three years for my twenties. Anybody, I was like, sorry, 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 sorry. sorry. You, you, you know what I mean? It's like, and it's, I feel it's like a different person. Totally. It's just, but anyway, but then there's that twist when you go like, Hey, you know, you don't really grow up like you say, but that that thing in the 40s is different because you know the the epiphany in the 20s is man it's time to quit being such a whatever the 40s is like i've now i've played this game and then you my 40s was okay where do i want to go in this game and and then 50s and i had my accident right around that time but 50 i will tell you what this is done it's like you go back I, now i'm going back to the same fucking thing i ran away from is ah shit. You know, you really need to fucking grow up. You really need to get a house. You really need to fucking move into suburbs. You really need these things. And you know, you're a kid. Ah, geez. And in my twenties, I'm like, all my friends are saddled with a fucking mortgage. I need to do that. You know, but that's not, I didn't say saddled with the mortgage. I said, they got a house. Okay. This is what yeah, a house yeah. is. A house is 30 years of a mortgage. A house is something that you got. It's a consideration when that great fucking gig comes up. Oh, wait a minute. I got a house. It's going to take X amount of months. Well, why don't you just, well, wait a minute. I'm not a fucking gazillionaire, so I can't like swing two houses. What the fuck? Well, if you work harder, yeah, good point. And now I can do it. I'll get another gig and I'll work harder to afford fucking this and that and this. And you don't need all this shit. And then you, and you go like, holy fuck. And you go in these fucking circles, man. And, um, but you come back you come back to that fucking douchebag, fucking 19 year old jerking off into a sock with knowledge. And, and, and that's the thing that I didn't want to hear when I was younger from anybody older than me that fucking, regardless of who that life is the best fucking educator. It's better than Harvard. It's better than MIT, Stanford, Indian Institute of Technology, which is that awesome engineering school, life, man. And and it is it, the PhD and, and whatever it is you fucking get in life, man, it's invaluable. And when we get into the generational things, the big thing is listening. But there's, you know, I did not, I and I'm sure you might have been the same way, but I remember, like, especially working, especially, like, in the Marines, and when they're older people or even like in government service, it's very much you old timer setting your ways and da 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 and yet at every and, and this kind of thing. But and and that was said about me, and we repeat that. And those are the things that are just no matter what generational study, probably that pattern's always gonna repeat. Back in my day, it was hard. They don't fucking they don't appreciate me. These guys are out of touch, you know, you know. Um, but what do you think about that though? This, this arc of at least, I, I don't know if what you and I have is called Peter Pan syndrome or just reevaluated priorities. I don't know, you know, but I, the second, I'm the second, I would say um, reevaluated priorities is what I thought as you, as you were yeah. talking there. And, and our situation might not be the norm when, when we get into talking about the, uh, no, I got talking lucky. about the, the, the boomers, uh, uh it's, you know, we, you and I are going to be talking about this because we're taught, we, we remember seeing it in our generation. We remember when we were young uh, and the, and the people that were, that, that had this out of touch. And it's like, no, this is, this is the world. This is, 
this is what's actually happening. And, uh, and uh, get off my grass. Uh, it shocks me. I thought that was universal. I thought everybody had that. So, so it shocks me to see people my age, right. people my age, suddenly being that, suddenly being that back in my day. I know. And there's so many fucking memes. And these people, it's like, you're my age. How fucking old are we? Dude, but I and, caught uh, myself What are you posting that. this for? I mean, I but caught it, myself saying it. It was like, you know, hey, back then or back, back. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here, man? I mean, I know that's the but, last, what that's the last thing, how you want to lead off. If you're trying to build coexistence i'm just what do you think wes back in my day i think it's a trigger right <laughs> back in my you day identified it yeah. you you identified that you said it and it yeah. makes sense that that because because it is being faced with with new things yeah. are different things are changing time is time, you know and and fuck just a couple generations ago people spent most of their time just collecting food taking care of their needs uh, and not necessarily everybody working because it was sus it was just staying alive. We're how many generations out of that? Not that fucking many. And so things are moving so quick and and it's easy to catch yourself saying that. But you and I uh, are people that and I like that Peter Panson. I yeah. like that phrase. Yeah. Uh cuz cuz uh, okay, it, there was at 50 and I don't know that everybody goes through all these things. I see people that have hung on to the same thing throughout their fucking lives and don't have those epiphany 40s uh and then that and then that re uh uh, uh reassigning priorities uh in your 50s what's really fucking important well how do i want to spend the rest of my life uh how hard do i want to work towards any and so when you're faced with societal norms like you got to buy a fucking house you gotta you gotta be doing this you gotta be doing that <clears throat> well do i is that a part of what I want to be fucking doing? That's is the that, programming, uh, though, right? We're all, I mean, is, and that's you the hit the nail on the head. We're bombarded with that shit. That's the American dream, Wes. Homeownership. It, it, so many people, though, they they hear that message. Right. And and so that's, I don't, I don't know that everybody has that, has that introspective ability. Because uh, it's just logical to look at, at your life. It makes sense if you're a logical person, you're going to analyze your life. Hey, I fucked up. I know I fucked up. I can't deny those things. Uh, I can't just choose to be okay with whatever it was, but I got to move on. Uh, I I see a lot of people that don't do that. Well, let me and, uh, let me tell you something that's kind of a trip that I was just thinking about. And, and I'm going to preface this with it's it was because of my back. Okay. Cause I'm not a douchebag car stylist. I'm just not one of those guys. I've always been like a what's fucking gets me and what doesn't fucking consume gas like crazy. Right. But to your point, Wes, you know, I've got like this fucking pretty expensive car that I had to get for my back. Right. And it's, it's really nice leather, all this shit. I don't fucking need it. It's sitting out in the fucking out in the sun in Colorado. I need a four cylinder stick shift truck. I don't even care about air conditioning with a you, one of those, I, you, you know, preferably that some fucking hippie said, Hey man, this runs off solar. It only goes fucking five miles an hour at this fucking point, dude, that's fine because I'm not really going to fucking the West coast. I'm just going down, you know, you, you, you know what I mean? But it's, it, it's, it's weird. You, you know, I, I, I have, I, uh, you know, we're all, we all materialistic to some degree. I can't say I'm not, I love, you know, I limit, I only have, and I think this is good. I only have three guitars. I think that's good. 
Um, I sound like a fucking drug addict. You know, I can quit, but, <laughs> but I used to, any you know, day. <laughs> but I, you know, Wes, I used to be one of these dudes that would have like, you know, oh, I got to get this. And, and, and then you go, it just, but simplification and, and these kind of things, but the values that change in, in, um, you know, what, what, what were some of the, what were some of the values that you think that you had as a young person that didn't pan out later in life? Oh. That, 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 yeah, I'm going to now real quick. Oh, that's a, I'm sorry. I want to hear this, but question. I've got to get tea at the same time. But give me like two seconds while you just tell the audience what you're going to do on Saturday. I'll be right back. Oh, shameless promotion time. Yes. Uh, shameless promotion Saturday night uh, on stream surf with Wes and Jess on both Facebook and on YouTube. And then over on Facebook on at weed cartoon. We enjoy every day. It's an adult swim cartoon. We're going to be uh, actually playing. Uh, uh, will Dick will be there, the Art of Floundering podcast. We're going to be live streaming at 11 o'clock Eastern, 8 uh, p.m. Central, or no, Pacific. Uh, you'll have to excuse me. Too many. Hola. Hola, talk hard. Uh, uh, we're going to be uh, screening the cartoon. I've got an 11-minute pilot that uh, has not been picked up anywhere. We're going to be screening that cartoon and uh, and then watching some other watching some other cartoons. So if you're available uh, Saturday evening, uh, join us. Uh, but your question, your yes. question, which, yes. which, oh, uh, I, and the question I, I was, what, I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you some of mine. And it may, unless, did you think of some? Cause I, I want to hear yours, man. I, I see my brain just goes through the mistakes that I've made and, and well, trying to actually, uh, because I, I've, uh, I had a really uh, terrible father. I I made mistakes, right. and a lot of them were a lot of them were errors in judgment in the moment. A mm-hmm. lot of them in the moment, and uh, uh, things along those lines. But I had a I had a father who's not a not a good person, right? Not someone who has scruples. Not someone who, and so from an, an early age, that didn't seem right to me. I uh, I left home at sixteen. Uh, I, uh, it was, it was not one of those, there weren't childhood dreams. It was, well, let's see how this goes. Uh, cause it's less scary out there than it is at home. So I, I always had a, a, a pension for, for, uh, a certain level of honesty, uh, a certain level of, uh, made mistakes going against that in my life and ended up paying for years for those mistakes. Uh, and, and that was a part of at the 40, I'm, I, I was going to be much more direct, much more upfront in relationships, uh, than I'd been in the past and actually adhered to that, uh, and, uh, say, uh, became okay with myself, but values. I, I had a decent value system early on that, well, uh, if there's enough whiskey, you know, that goes right out the door. But on a day-to-day basis, what I felt inside, uh, I wasn't, uh, it's hard to say value-wise. Uh, the mistakes I've made have been when I've gone against any of those values that I felt I held and then and then suffered for years from them, but reaffirmed all of them and committed to a certain level of just total honesty, total uh uh, at at forty during that enlightenment, as I got to that age, uh, 
and have held to that uh, for the last 12 years and, and feel feel good about that on a on a daily basis, uh, I might add. That's but, awesome. Uh, it's, it's, it's hard to say about that, to name a value I had of something because I was in total disarray uh, yeah. early, early on. So it's it, it was more survival, but I, I was not someone, nobody was going to say, oh, I got screwed over by Wes. Right. That was just one of those things. I, I was not that guy. Class clown, uh, you know, just happy-go-lucky, got got along with all the different cliques. I, 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 you know, so I, I didn't. That wasn't uh, something that I really had time to even worry about. Uh, yeah, well, I remember. No, dude, good, dude, that, I remember. That was how um, I kinda, yeah, no, no, I remember. Uh, I'll preface this with a couple things. Um, I, this is not the, the the Marine Corps War Story podcast, so I'm we're not going to do any of that. But um, the uh, I had values. I believed as a kid that I was fucked up, but I believed that certain values in that if you if you go all in for for an institution or a team or a system or a company or a job, if you fully commit yourself, they'll fully commit themselves back. They'll give you exactly what you give them. And so, and, and in a way it was really weird because that was kind of replicated. It, it, you know, I, I, I got reinforced. I'm like, okay. And there, there were some very good lessons I got from this. I mean, I'm not, you know, I would, yeah, anyway, there was some good, uh, about the Marines, uh, by and large, the leaders were all ethical. Um, they were honest. Marine Corps is very upfront that they were going to treat me like shit. They were very upfront that you are fucking indispensable and the mission comes before your life. They were very upfront yep. about that. And so, but so I'm kind of in that system, right? That serving itself first, but I'm still looking at the world with this value system, a system's going to serve my need. It's going to serve me just like I'm serving it. In other words, same amount of loyalty. And then as life progresses, you see, and it, this is not, this is not a, you know, we develop systems and I've been a part of them and I've exercised what I'm talking about. But when I got caught up in what I got caught up in and I realized that, by and large in our world when it push comes to shove the individual is sacrificed over the betterment of the organization the team the cause the group the whatever and that value i'm still working through that because i'm not and this is i want to get in this we talk generationals i'm not a tear it down guy because i'm old enough to see some of these systems working i'm not in my 20s where i've seen nothing but chaos I see nothing but chaos. I probably say, why are we even fucking bothering? You're right. But so that's, that's a value that I had of, um, is the values of God, country, all this kind of stuff. Um, I don't have that anymore. now I, I, I try and, and, and I'm aware of how we're programmed and, you know, and I think this is like, like, uh, in law enforcement, for example, I think that's a horrible, it's a tough job, but you know, the culture is very much 
take care of the, you know, don't let the department go down. So you're going to protect the department. You see somebody doing something. Well, this is not going to reflect well on the department. I got to protect the department as opposed to my job is to serve you. And this is a long mindset to change. But my value, you know, I don't know if anybody else did, but I spent I spent a lot more time serving systems at the expense of humanity. I spent a, a lot of my life doing that, not realizing it, thinking that these systems these systems serve us. But at the end of the day, not negative, and it's it, it's just something to be aware of because they're good systems, and they can be changed and modified. But they serve themselves, and you have to be careful. And I don't know. If that's I, I lost a little idealism. I really did. I mean, I was, I was a, I was a person that was all in with the, I believe in these values of, uh, if you work hard, if you, I believe in these things, but not, no, I mean, I I've changed. It's luck. There's a lot of luck. There's a lot of luck in this life. There, I mean, everything that's been good is not because I've fucking skilled. It's because I had a network. I had an advantage. Somebody I knew it's all luck. And that's what, what really hit was my accomplishments in life weren't because I was this fucking great guy that rose up out of fucking bad circumstances. I had luck. And then I confused that luck and served the wrong quote master. And, uh, yep. you know, and so that's, but that's, yeah, it's kind of, you know, that's kind of what's, and I'm still working through that. I mean, I, I'm not like fucking, I mean, it's like, it's peace and love, but you know, I could never, ever, ever again, you know, that's, and this scares me because, you know, full disclosure, you know, when the government retired me to go, here's your fucking, you know, and so it's not like what I was making, but you can live. Right. And it, yeah. and, and so, um, but if, if I had to, you know, go into the workforce, I don't know if I could fuck dude. Well, fuck. I, I mean, they would have to allow open weed smoking. I mean, that's just, that's out the window now. I mean, that's just like, that's just, I, I'm just going to assume on employers, if they're talking to me, they're going to understand that I'm probably going to smoke weed during the interview. Right, Wes? See, that, that well, yes on that. Yes on that. And uh, and the military, I I actually found, I, I there were parts I liked about it because because of the fact that people had to be at least at least this proficient to get this high, you know, uh, you have to at least, uh, be able to do so much, but, uh, that value you had and those ideals that you had, uh, I also worked for my father's business. Uh, he had started his own businesses when I was young, mm -hmm. started, uh, stuff in the envelopes, uh, you know, uh, late into the, in the, the evening at six years old, uh, I was soldering printed circuit boards at nine years old. It's when I learned to drink coffee uh, and I saw, I saw that, uh, you know, people were expendable. Uh, and then, and then we went into the eighties. We oh, went into fuck. the eighties when we really opened up greed uh, yeah. and, and, uh, and with the tax base and different things. And, and I saw that greed applied. Mm -hmm. And so I always had that because my father, the unethical man that he is, I saw the dog eat dog nature of things and that people get used. And so I, I never had that. And, and I never had that thing about, uh, you know, I, like I said, I had so much fucking going on in my own life where I was so fucked up. I didn't have time to, even when I was in the, the Navy, it was, 
okay, well, I also have a have a new wife who's who's pregnant, going to have a baby for the first time. And uh, let me let me move out to Norfolk to the ship here after going to missile school and everything along those lines. I liked it. If uh, if the marriage hadn't been a part of life, Mm -hmm. I might have been able to make it into something. But once the marriage fell apart and what was behind a lot of my downfall, excessive alcohol use. Uh, oh, this yeah. was at a time when that's what I turned to, yeah. to, to try to solve whatever my problems were to escape from. And, and that did not work out good for me. You, you know, it's, uh, yeah, booze, man. I mean, some people, I just, fuck, I, 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 I wish to God it didn't do to me. Cause I love getting drunk, man. I was, a, and I was a fun, I wasn't one of those, Hey, let's go get into a fight. I was even more pacified as a drunk. It was great. It, it's just, I just, you know, but I think I've got an addictive personality and it, you know, I, and I like to alter my brain just like, that's why I liked running. Cause I like to trip up my brain with endorphins and, or you like, playing music it's always to just take your head to a different place that's the one good thing we're getting ready to hit generations in a second but the other nice thing that i've learned as i've gotten older just because you find yourself in like that you know here's a the the military trained me how to deal with boredom constructively yeah you know um much like you know I mean, you know, you'll see people that are convicts. They have like really weird fucking hobbies like, oh, I train cockroaches because what else are you going to fucking do? Right. Well, you know, I just found in some of these places that you're at, you, know, you just got some weird fucking interests. But, you know, but it just tell it, it, me that's when I started reading, you, you know, books, you know, and, and stuff like that. And then just got exposed, uh, you know, like I like I said, I don't want to turn this into a fucking thing, but it, I, it was a. Very, very positive. Now, generational studies, real quick. Okay, boomer. All right. Well, I mean, hopefully people know what this is, but why not just read Wikipedia? Okay, boomer. 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 Okay, boomer. Okay, boomer. Okay, boomer (laughs) is a catchphrase and internet meme often used by teenagers and young adults. Those fucking disrespectful day back in my day. Um, young adults to dismiss or mock attitudes typically associated with baby boomers. Boom. People born two decades following World War II. However, it has been increasingly used to refer to pre-millennial people in general. Basically, yeah. Any bit, okay, so that's okay, boomer. You know, this was in the news. I want to say it was the news about two years ago when I first came hip to it. And it was, somebody would be droning on at a city conference. Blah, 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 blah. You got to understand the big picture. And then the person would go, okay, boomer. And everybody's like cheering. Yeah, you fucking told him. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Right? But I get it. So there was uh, generational studies are pretty interesting. And hold on for a second because I had... I had a list of the generations, and I'll get that right now. Generational studies. Uh, what are the six generations? Are you ready, kids? Baby boomers, 46 to 64. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, and then there's, this is all fucked up in the order, so I apologize. Generation Jones. Generation Jones, which is 1955 to 65. Okay? That's Generation Jones. I never heard of that before. Okay, but I guess that would make sense Um, because maybe Generation Jones people didn't go to Vietnam. I don't know. Um, Generation X, 
65 to 80. That's me. Um, I was born. Yeah, I was born in 65. So I could I could be a Joneser, but I'm not. I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a younger younger kind of cat. You're, I'm a Generation X. You're welcome in the G- Generation X embraces That's right. you. That's you, right. You, okay, you, you, you fucking boomers, us. man. You out of touch boomers. Okay, now uh, Zennials, uh, 77 to 83. Millennials, 81 to 96. Generation Z, 97 or after. That's my daughter's generation. She was born in 2000. And Generation Alpha, 2010. One of the things that I read that was interesting is we can go on and on and on and on about how they see stability. But the, when I was talking about the car, the concept of ownership, it's more about access, less about ownership. So I want access to transportation. I want access to these things. But my nephew, who's, you know, fucking graduated from the Merchant Marine Academy, getting ready to go take the world by storm, doesn't want anything to do with a fucking car. Just wants to make sure he can get, he said, I'll get a bike to do most of my transportation. If I got to go somewhere, I just, do they have ride share or something? That's weird to me. Have you noticed that? It, uh, I have noticed that, but it's been, I know uh, New York, it's been like that. Well, and in certain yeah. cities yeah. and all that. It's it's been like that. It's just now that it's coming to the uh, uh, with with Uber and some of that stuff. It's come to the rural rural areas, uh, more rural, not as a big city. Uh, you know, uh, in Tennessee, you can get Ubers in Tennessee and Tennessee's fucking backwards as hell. Uh, uh, and do the disclaimer. To anyone from Tennessee, uh, I do. These yeah, are you, just my opinions. No, Kratom. Not reflect Kratom. the opinions of the art of. We'll do a show what? about Kratom, but you know, Kratom, which is like, uh, it's, it, it's, it's not an opiate. It's, it's an herb or whatever the fuck. It's actually helpful. Uh, it comes from Malaysia and Indonesia. Um, it, you mostly can buy it in head shops. It kind of, I became aware of it cause I, I heard of like, you know, opiate addicts talking about it. they're using it for withdrawals, right? It is actually for, it's one of those things that every once in a while Kratom helps me with pain too. Right. But it's that's fucking illegal in Tennessee, dude. Fucking everything is vaping allowed. Nothing's legal. I can't believe how fucking harsh Tennessee is, dude. I can't Ten- believe Tennessee it. is back. Uh, isn't that the homes? Isn't that Greg? Uh, Pastor Greg? Pastor Greg Locke? Oh, fuck! Uh, is, my, I thought he was. Oh. North, I thought he was North Carolina. It's all. I mean, it. You know, I don't. But it's see, all the, it's but all see, the same. I'm twenty mile. I'm I'm one county away from Tennessee. It's you used to. That used to be one of the options to buy alcohol was get down to the Tennessee line or head up to uh head up to a college town, another hour. Well, away it, ju- it does direction. blow me away though, because you know, um, I like Tennessee. I've, I've been to Knoxville. I think that's fucking an awesome place. You know, I'm not a country music fan and I was in Nashville. I used to go there for work all the time. Right. But there, there there's other music there that's fucking Nashville. It's like, everybody's a state of the art. Every fucking buddy's great. But it's the yep. greatest, great fucking rock, great punk. They had a great underground punk scene there. It was really fucking badass, right? So it doesn't equate because when I go to Tennessee, it's it does. I, I'm not dealing with kratom is fucking illegal. I just can't believe that shit, man. I you mean, got you got what three or four cities with population, and then you got the rest of the the state. The rest of the state is is different than what yeah. you have in the cities. That's true. Uh, it's that's, just. Gosh, man. And, and that, but see, that's the it's, other it's thing. Scary. 
It, well, that's the other thing in a generational thing. Now it, it's, you know, the other thing is, you know, this concept of quote career. Okay. You know, I noticed a shift in thinking, you know, my thinking, yeah. And it was just, I'm a product of my times. Right. And the programming was, you know, go to college. Now I knew, I knew I wasn't living in the era of Ward Cleaver where, you know, you'd have a job for life as long as you don't like really fuck up. You just kind of like, I knew I wasn't living in that era and, and private sector is brutal. Um, but if you followed some basic rules, you could be, you could have a relatively okay life. Right. And it was, you know, go to college, this kind of shit. Right. And it was basic rules, go to college, make sure if you work for a company to do at least a year, right? Don't quit. Unless, I'm just showing the rules I followed, right? Um, and there are always, these, I don't want to get into business rules and, and things I'd looked at for, for career, but there was these certain rules. And I started noticing a shift where as the benefits people wanted, like more than pay, well, they want to pay. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to fucking ever fucking. That's an HR thing. People really don't want pay. No, they want fucking money. But <laughs> in addition, in addition, in addition, is an investment in their training continuing. And what I noticed is people, the loyalty was shifting from the company to the profession. So, the, in other words, if you're an engineer, I'll work for your company, but it's you, you got to help keep me current with engineering stuff. And so I'm, you know, that kind of thing, because this is what I yep. do and you're taking me on. And, and, you know, now, you know, I don't know. You, I think it's, it's very gig based. And I think I'm not, you know, it's weird and I'm, I'm good with change, but probably it's a function of where I'm at in life right now, because I'm not organized. I could not be fucking gig based because I, you would have to be very fucking organized. I would think to be successful at that, you know, if you were doing Fiverr gigs for your living, you'd have to be aware of whose email address, whose contact. It's a lot of shit. It's a lot of details. I don't want to fuck with, or, or am I mis misconstruing? I, I, it's, I actually think that it's, uh, the stuff you and I are doing, the, the skills that, that you have acquired in putting together your shows, the skills you've acquired in premiere, there are jobs that just needs somebody with premiere, uh, uh, putting captions on videos. Yeah. And, and I think there's younger, automatically people, yeah, do there's younger people doing that like crazy. And, and see, this is, this is a difference in probably my thinking. And I get that. It's just weird and uh, not weird. It's just, um, it's hard to explain. Cause you're not, you've got a bunch of different quote customers it's it, it, it's like you're the con it's, it's hard for me to put in words it's a i think working a, a gig requires a lot more organization of of because you're working for multiple fucking people with multiple fucking this multiple that it's a lot of things to be aware of and track dates times i just think it's more complicated than just showing up for this fucking company and going i i just think the gig economy is more complicated and i think the younger generation is because they've dealt with so much chaos, that's just whatever, you, you know, stability. I'm, I, I've given up on stability, you, you know, and maybe that's a disconnect is I'm trying to reach them with stability. And they're like, you're what? I, I don't know, Wes, it's, I'm, I'm bad. There's, there's been tools uh, in, in a sense, being a computer programmer during the nineties mm -hmm. uh, and, and on into the two thousands. The uh, I, 
I kind of started to take that on. And you're right, it, it is more, it is more. You're, you're dealing with billing. You've got to bill these different people for your time as opposed to showing up and there's a billing department, somebody's going to pay you. Right. If you're just working, you've got to, you've got to present people with invoices. It is taking, uh, taking what you do for a living and then also adding all of the business side of it to that. Uh, so it is more. I did it back. Uh, I would have multiple clients at the same time that I would that I was uh, working contract programming, uh, and I would have to send out the bill. So it was a whole bunch. There are a lot more tools though now with things like Fiverr mm-hmm. uh, that they they automate a lot of this and have the communication built in. So uh, Fiverr becomes your business desktop, ah. so that you you and and. And uh, it's more manageable than it was back when I was doing this. Uh, and the money, uh, you know, you're not worried about a check. That money's just coming uh, electronically to you and everything. It's uh, and and really, that's I'm looking at, I'm looking at starting to to do that. I've been trying to concentrate on my own stuff, but uh, I'm I'm looking to augment what I'm doing with some uh, with some gig work. Uh, I'll I'll let you know as the weeks progress how that is and what my experience with Fiverr is. Uh, so, you know, the other thing is hand experience with today's gig economy. Yeah, man. I mean, it's just, like I said, and I, I think it gets back to the, you know, just the uncertainty, chaos, whatever, you know, the, the other thing, I'm just kind of reading bullet points from this very long winded and verbose fucking article. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's just, dude, you know, get to the i mean that's another thing man look writing it's great and uh, unless you're writing a book get get to the fucking point in 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 the first two sentences man in this world i mean it's just holy shit schools are i mean fucking universities are killing people man you're to graduate and fucking dump this on some fucking manager's desk it's like holy shit but anyway here here's the thing it's like uh um speaking they're talking about gen zers and let's just say anybody not yeah gen zers okay and that's going to be for uh um Gen Zers where's that 97 or after so the, a lot of gen zers are primarily I would say my millennials and Zers are kind of emerging into the workforce, into the, into our system, into the establishment. Right. And you, and you yep. start to see that. And cause everybody seems fucking younger than me. And it's the same kind of, it, there's a certain uniformity to all this. Um, so they're talking about, um, um, Gen Zers are mu- are are more likely to avoid buying products from big food companies. Um, Gen Zers believe that big brands are less ethical than small ones, and ethics are very important to Gen Zers. Their consumption is anchored on ethics. Now, is that a statement based off of data? Because I know what we all say. Or is that based off of fucking, you, you know, what they say and what they hard? I, I'm, I say the same rap. I'm going to go to yeah. Walmart today and God knows, I mean, I'm just saying, you, 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 you know, I get it. I, I, I get the value system, but this is the, pro- I mean, I have problems with things that aren't data driven. 
because we say a lot of things. I'm sure this is a, I think this is a Pew research and those are good. You know, they, they get through all this. This is just speculation, but I could buy that. I mean, I, I, cause I've seen this in action. You know what I mean? Um, you, you know, where, where, where certain companies, you know, a Patagonia, for example, right? A Patagonia, which is, you know, a fucking hippie brand and they charge way more, but it's this, you know, and I, you know, uh, I, I used to buy from, but now I don't, I don't like anything with a brand on it, but, um, you know, that has to have their brand everywhere. I'm just starting to really fucking, I'm, I'm not enjoying that. Um, but you know, I, so what do you think about that? Do you think there's anything to that, that there's a lot of ethics driven consumption out there amongst the younger people? Well, my, my first question would be, uh, do they consume less? Do they consume less? Uh, and, and the second thing, cause it says that their, their consumption is ethics based, but are they consuming less than we are? Is their footprint uh, less than I ours? would imagine with but, uh, uh, not owning cars already out the gate, right? If they less but car on to the, onto the, uh, onto the, is it an actual factual statement? Right. Even if it was a, uh, even if it was a, a study that was done, is this what people uh, choose to describe themselves as, or were they able to gauge by their responses to other unrelated questions that they have these ethics? Because uh, people say a lot of shit and people are hypocrites. People, it is the, how am I perceived to the world? I have my social media account that I want people to view me as this and view me as that. And is is it more image-based, the hearts and memes, as you say? Mm -hmm. uh, is it more that, and they're just claiming that, but really, really not, not doing it? Uh, uh, again, without hard data and how they came up with this, uh, my pessimistic look at people, as I as I love to point out, right? Uh, I say I say they're full of shit. I well, say they're full of shit. That's, I, I think, that's my vote. I think uh, there's something in the news, and it's 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 sort of topical. But there was a there was a guy that gave a speech at Brigham Young University about two or three days ago. If you guys want to Google it, uh, Google uh, Jeff Holland, Elder Holland, BYU speech, and it was it was horrific, and that's not the point of this podcast to, to fucking dissect that. But it was horrible what he said. But I think at the root cause of a lot of this is the the the, the generation that is in the establishment is having a real this this time is a mind fuck for them because the old methods of control that have always worked control whatever you want discipline order, whatever, whatever, it's not working. And, and, you know, and it, yeah, I don't, you're reading that article and, and, you know, that, okay. Right. And so I, I'm not picking on one, any one institution, this kind of thing is replicated and at other college campuses and on other topics and, and all about we got to go back to the way it was. And I'm, t you know, and th there is absolute, I, I think, I think that the, my sense, and this is just a guy that's smoking weed, but when I see things like this and some other things, um, you, you know, my, my sense is that 
there are some in my generation and above that this is a mind fuck time. Like more so than any, it's because this, this younger generation is dramatic. The, the differences uh, I think are extreme just because you talk about the pace of technical change. So a 20 year difference in generational thinking 200 years ago is not the same now. Right. And so if it is, and that that's reflected everywhere. So if anybody didn't read the article, basically the guy said a bunch of fucked up shit, really fucked up shit. But a lot of it was about, come on, man, how we're letting fucking liberals and students run the agenda here. We're letting this, you know, we gotta, you know, get back to the good old days, the fucking, you know, oh, the good old days. And, and we're losing control and these values are crazy. And why, uh, and why can't we reach them? And, and by the way, Wes, without getting into the specifics, that institution's been trying to reach people for the past 10 years, pumping millions, millions of dollars into fucking this, that, and the other thing. How can we reach them? And, 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 and unfortunately, not paying attention to the fucking data they're getting, just going like, oh, I just say, and trying to reach them in a different way. That's the other thing. Yeah. That's the other thing values you know i i think uh, you know part of the aging process at least for me is understanding that you got to accept people that have different values you have to coexist and and a, a generation that that is got a different frame of reference as a kid than i did are going to have different values right and so you just you know it, it, it's easy to say hard to do but things like that, spanky with beans and weenies, spanky with beans and weenies, alphabet, DWGS, talk hard and voice of West radio parlance, peace and love, man. But anyway, I babbled Wes. I babbled. We're getting ready to take a break for the second hour, but I don't know, dude. I mean, what I, I, I that that's a trip article, right? He seems like a fucking guy that's losing control, right? Well, and, and you, you said you made the reference to 20 years. You right. made the reference to, to 20 years. And really, ever since the, uh, uh, you know, the late 1800s, uh, the technological age, uh, when, because the same things that we're saying right now, the same point of view that we're viewing and we're judging, uh, and look at the difference between uh, the generation in the uh, mid 40s there with World War II and the generation in the mid 60s that uh, completely had abandoned a lot and you, the protests you had in the streets because of the war and, and other things along those lines. I think uh, the same comments that you just made could have been made back then. And, and it's going to continue uh, at an exponential rate. I don't think, I think there's even less of a gap because it, it just keeps time and technology keeps moving forward faster than man on a whole can handle it. Yeah, because uh, everybody cannot keep up, and yeah. and and also you you when you said it's the power, it's the losing the power. Information is here for everybody. So the people that are thinking, the people that do care, they have access to information, and information means that, well, you've got these other people that have interest in place, and they have to fight that information to maintain control. Uh, religions uh, are a good one. Uh, uh, because they they have to they're trying to fight against this message and not grow, and that's why you see them shedding members. Uh, that's why that's that's happening now. And and you always you always have that need to get back. 
but it is a sign of desperation because the propaganda that's out there, the information that's pushed in front to keep to keep their uh, us being a malleable, controllable uh, civilization here. Uh, uh, there's so much money getting put out into it, and and you see that it works because because there are a certain number of the people that believe uh, anything that they're told by their by their side, whatever it is. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. It, it's. It's only going to get worse. I'm I'm the pessimist on the show. Remember. Hey, g- g- do me a favor, Wes. Will you? I, I'll be right back. I'm going to get my guitar because I'm going to play OK Boomer as we head into break for the people out there. Dude, I thought that would be a fun treat. But if you could just talk to him about what's coming Saturday. But before I real quick, this is what I've got done. Um, and I, you know, uh, we could show it on you. It's about yours, but I'm probably going to post this before your show anyway. I don't know yet, but, um. You know, my stuff is getting weird now because I got a lot going on. So it's titled The Amazing Slacker 8. Um, but if anybody's watching, but what I'm doing now is I'm including I'm including like a little 30 seconds previously. So if you haven't watched, you can kind of get caught up to speed. But on the attack of the giant cock two, we introduced a new character, Buddy right the 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 weed guy and with this hang out with hempy and buddy's a real mr poopy pants man he's got a real negative attitude he tried to fucking hit on hempy's girlfriend sativa when hempy was playing right and then when hempy said hey what are you doing buddy's like hey man she hit on me anyway buddy's a real piece of work and it looked like he got killed by the uh, giant cock but medical miracle he didn't so what this episode is Okay, I find I think this is really interesting is I tell the story of Buddy, you know, he gets out of the hospital, Stan works with him and he goes back to like, hey, I was made this way. In addition, in addition to that, um, because it's at 11 minutes from beginning to end on the dot. In addition to that, I'm introducing a new part of the arc. Hempy, Hempy and Sativa have bought a new house in suburban America and the neighbors are like, these are, we don't know about these people and their neighbors are Dirk Diggler and Marcy head. So, and Marcy anyway, um, there is a love scene there. Uh, there's a love scene in this one. You're going to have to wait for it. Um, it's not the greatest love scene, but I think you'll enjoy it. I'm trying look, they're not about the, you know, but I think you'll enjoy it. But, that's what I worked on yesterday, man. And I, I'm, I'm done with everything. Um, yeah, I, I wanted, I'm going to do sound editing, uh, but yeah, I, 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 you know, I, I can't wait for you to see it. I'll get it to you today. I really, cause like I said, I really like this arc with uh, people going like, what's up with the new neighbors. There's a lot we can say with this man. And so, uh, anyway, I'll be right back. So why don't you tell them what you got I, coming on? I love that. I love that. For those of you that haven't seen his show, uh, over on YouTube or Facebook, the Art of Floundering podcast, the Amazing Slacker. I think it's I think it's coming up on either episode eight or episode nine. I can't. Read, I've seen all of them. We're going to be watching that this Saturday, along with the uh, pilot episode of We Enjoy Every Day, the cartoon series. It's the it's the acronym uh, for weed. We're going to go through that, and I'm I'm putting together some. Uh, some love scenes between a bovine and an alien and uh and uh and a leaf person and an alien so you know it's it's a lot of sick comedy 
uh, but 11 p.m. Eastern on Stream Surf with Wes and Jess, uh, or We Enjoy Every Day. It's at Weed Cartoon over there. We're going to be going live, uh, Facebook and, and YouTube. So uh, check that out, 11 p.m. Eastern Time, 9, uh, 8 p.m. Pacific. You know where you're at. You can you can find yourself along the way in between there. And I, I see he's pulling the guitar up. The guitar, I, 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 you're in for a treat, everybody. Good. Yeah, well, let's treat. see. Give me a sec. Now, Podbean, I've noticed something. I've been doing a lot of experiment. Podbean is really hard. It's really hard to play a guitar without it getting all loopy. It's a, it's weird here, man. So let me make sure we can. Is that coming through, Wes? Yes. All right, I'm gonna have to play this kind of slow, man. Is the volume is the level okay, Wes? Too loud? Too low? The the volume is okay. I'm trying to see if it's got an echo, but I, I it maybe no, just if, if I if I start it, it'll it'll do that. So I'm gonna have to play this slow. This is okay, Boomer. Okay, Boomer. I don't think so. Back in my day, things were hard. Okay, Boomer. I don't think so. Back in my day, we towed the line. I got a truck. It's a big, big truck. I like Jesus and Fortarianism. Okay, Boomer. Okay, we're going to be right back after the break. I'm going to play some salsa for you guys. After we're, I'm going to get some tea, and we're going to be back, and we're going to talk about peace and love and whatever. Remind me about the mic. Give us like uh, three minutes. Be right back. This is Will Dick. Wes is still on his break, but I just, gosh darn it. I just wanted to not, I just wanted to go ahead and chat with you. So while we're waiting, here we go. Hey, Howard, peace and love. Let's see. Let's do a quick shout out who we got going on out here. Howard, peace and love. Uh, sorry, man. I, these PBGs, I just got to go with alphabet and alphabet two. DWGS, the voice of West, Radio Parless, peace and love. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Also, big shout out to Spanky Beans and Weenies with Beans and Weenies and Talk Hard, taking care of business with a flash. 
Mm. So anyway, this is Friday, man. The end of August is uh, upon us. Labor Day weekend is next weekend. We're into fall. Can you guys fucking believe it, man? I don't know, but I don't know. I don't go out and I have not been out much, but I would imagine people are already starting Christmas stuff. If you go to like to, I don't know, who knows. Had the topic of, uh, there's a guy that does a, does a call in show. I'm just promoting this. Um, it's on Facebook. Uh, the topic of the, the name of the show is the chronic pain call in show. And, uh, so if you know anybody, that is a chronic pain patient and, uh, you know, he takes phone calls and, and they, they talk about it. So I, I was, you know, so I just want to throw that out there. Wes has come back. Hey, Wes, I just started earlier. There's no, so man. So that was my big fill. Ah, sorry, Wes. I, I just came back early and I just fucking flipped the mic. So, okay. We talked guys and it was riveting. You know, we, 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 uh, we, we, we came at you with this gener generational stuff. I'm not going to bore you guys with reading articles stuff, but it is, it is a real cool subject. It, it's, and it's, it's really, it, and one that you, you know, I, I just think it, it's just fascinating because, you know, we got to keep reminding ourselves what shapes us, you know, environmental conditions and you know, uh, and, you know, and just because, you know, we're getting our kids a MacBook and we didn't have a MacBook or whatever the fuck it is we're doing that we didn't have doesn't mean your kids have an easier life than you do. Right. It, you know, it, and, and, or it doesn't mean their times are fucking easier because they're having to scrape less than you had to scrape. Because while that does make up for it, there's all these other things outside our fucking control, their fucking peer group, the fucking circumstances that form their peer group, blah, 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 blah. I mean, quite frankly, I'm pretty impressed with younger generation. I know that's probably not a popular thing to say, but um, yeah, it's their world, man. Mm-hmm. Fucking A they are, man. Everything we're bitching about, you'll feel it. Yeah, man. I can't wait till you have the enlarged prostate, man, or whatever the fuck it's caused me to piss 50 times at night, man. <laughs> yeah. Mm hmm. But like, but you know, the other, the other thing on, on the generational, they're talking about I, this one kills me because authentic, authenticity and transparency are very important to what generation is not, not important. I mean, you know, I'm like, duh, you know, yeah. 
yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, but it's like, you know, there, there's something, I got some groundbreaking research I did. Apparently, um, people have sex, young people have sex. Or, or hey, wait a minute, uh, they need to eat. Did you know that Generation Zs enjoy eating food? Oh, gee whiz. Well, let's market food to them. I mean, it's just some of the stuff. It's like, it's, it's all of us. But once again, you hit the nail. These are phases of life, man. And like I said, these are phases of life I read about in the textbook. Very detached. And then when you're living them, I'm like, holy shit, this is reminding me of that fucking textbook that I fucking read. You, you, you know what I mean? But. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> right. Well, I think the uh, the other thing to be aware of too is, you know, how how are these generational how are things being portrayed in quote the media, you you know, um, and reason uh, never mind. But there there's some recent fucking interviews that the media has done with just people, like that are for or against something. I'm speaking in coder because I don't want to turn this into something, but um, I'll just say it there. Okay. And th we're not talking about this, but I, I, I do have a point to make that it's a suggestion. If you're, if some, if you're somebody that decided not to get the vaccine and made that choice, that's one thing. But if somebody asks you to, to come on a TV network or talk to that choice on camera, Odds are they've determined you're really fucking got, you're going to come off pretty fucking interesting because just, the, you, you know, use your, it, it, so I'm not saying what, just make your choice, but the way that, the way they're setting up. So, I mean, it's just like softball. So these press people, okay. And it's just like, I mean, and so dip, but I don't know, dude, I, you know, the, 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 oh God. I mean, I, I would, is I, some of the people, well, everybody that the press has been talking to, you, you know, holy shit. And I'm like, who's, what family members letting this person go on TV and talk like this? You know what I'm saying? You know, it's just, I mean, some, anyway, anyway, it's such a brutal topic, man. Yeah, I know. Uh-huh. 
Yes, it does, man. Um, all right. So we're, oh God, there was, you know, I hate weed sucks sometimes, man. It just kills your memory. No, it's great. It's great. But it's, it's, it's wonderful, but you know, it, okay. Generating da, da, da. All right. So now we're, we're heading into, into the change of seasons, the rhythm of life, you know, the leaves are going to turn brown and all this kind of stuff, man. And we're in, you know, I, what, I, I'm so out of rhythm, dudes. Ever since COVID started and we did social distancing, days of the week, the football, whatever it is, man. I mean, do you even feel like it's good? I mean, is it, when, when is fall? Like October? I don't even know. But I mean, uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Right. Hang on, I think I missed a call. Did I miss did I miss a call? Hang on. Let me, I, I think radio part less. We'll, we'll see if he wants to come on real quick. I don't know if I missed it or what happened here. This is the Hey, radio is on with us. Can you hear us? Yeah. Sort of. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Thank you. Wes, microphone. Hey, Wes is back. Wes. Hey, we. Hey, the good news. Thank you, radio. The good news is, say something, Wes. Hello, hello. Hey, the good. Yeah, the good news is we've been on break, so now we're back from break, everybody. We we luckily that was only like five minutes. It's what you missed was Wes shared his uh, stock picks and who he thinks he's going to win the Super Bowl, and uh, and the winning lottery numbers. Gosh darn it! And we we we're so high we forgot what those were. It's too bad we didn't every damn one. <laughs> Holy shit! God damn it! We had the winning lottery numbers here. These these potheads, man. These fucking. These, hey, the only crazy lady got hey. that smoke. Hey, hello out there. What? No, we're just anyway. So let's get back on track here. Um. All right. So getting back to like being a responsible adult. Okay. In the past that was defined. Uh, I, I I'm going to you would say being a responsible adult would be just taking care of your own business, right? Not breaking the law, paying your taxes. What is being a responsible adult? What I'm is that? Getting caught. that there that you the go. Because 
Well, I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, dude, and that's the other thing about luck. You know, I mean, you're not getting caught, you, you know. Um, but, okay, so wh what would you say? Um, not besides not getting caught. Oh, uh, uh, don't eat and shit out of the same pot. Is that what we're doing? Here? Responsible adult. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, how do you, how, how is, your, how, uh, how would you define what being a responsible in the company inkwell? All right. Uh, uh, those, those kind of things. That's, uh, let's see. Don't get hung up on women. Another one. What were some of the things my father said? Another one comes along. They're like trolleys. Uh, I, I didn't get any of that. I didn't get any of that. Uh, responsible adult. I was told when to be at work and I showed up at work. I didn't get a lot of moral lessons. I think you, you might've had people passing moral lessons on to you. No, not really. Age. Well, maybe me, I didn't pay attention to them, but they might've been me. I was, <laughs> oh, I was, I was watching the, I was watching the lies. I was watching the, the wrongness and the evil and, and uh, at 16, I hit the fucking road. I, I came down here and started bootlegging alcohol at 16. Uh, cool. At the local Piggly Wiggly parking lot. That was how I, that was the Entre job I Entrepreneur, got. man. Nobody, nobody can hear the air quotes. That was the job I had uh, uh, when I was 16. See, I think we're missing, but here, here's, here's something we're missing out on. And people are going to fucking kill me for saying this. I mean, okay, but that's, you know, that's an entrepreneur. I mean, you know, reach out. Okay. Instead of let's, let's channel, let's identify that and help that guy channel that skill. I just, I don't know. I just think there's a lot of skills that we have that that's a, that's a, that's awesome. Did you make good money doing that? Bootlegging? I, I, I made enough money to eat. I was, I had found a older woman that I was living with. Uh, so it was kind of bootlegging gigolo kind of situation. Mm. Uh, uh, so I didn't have to pay rent or anything along those lines, but, uh, it, it was, it was more of a, I, I didn't have a plan. You don't leave home at 16 because, Hey, things are great. Yeah. I was about to and say you're really, yeah, you're really looking to conquer the world. Right. I, I didn't have that. It was more, well, fuck it. I'm going to die one way or the other. Right. I'm hitting the road. I'm going out and I'm going to try this. So, uh, yeah, those were. Those, those were different years. Those were different years. So I, I formed, I formed those ethics and those different, what it is, uh, based, based just solely on experience and, and seeing how it went. I tried to never do anybody wrong. That was, that was my whole thing. I, uh, I was going to say, and, you know, but, but you 16. And so that's, yeah. So back in your day, you know, you didn't have these dispensaries. You had to make your own moonshine. Don't tell me nothing about. I, I was. I, I can't tell this story, but there was a there was a son that was upset that he couldn't smoke weed because of his job, and the father's response was, "I don't want to fucking hear it." I back in my day, I had to I had to take these piss tests for fucking twenty something years. I couldn't smoke weed until now, so I don't want to hear you bitching. <laughs> so I can't wait for those fucking conversations. Like, look, pal. You know, I don't, I don't want to hear it. I'm smoking weed and you just have to deal with it and be like, Hey, this is fucked up, man. All the boomers could sit around and smoke weed and we don't, we're not allowed to this fucked up. Cause we're, we're working these fucking bullshit careers where they're dude. You talk about control. 
getting back to generations, watch, watch the establishment try to control the workforce to come back to in-person work. And they're all telling them to go fuck yourselves. Hey, look, what's a douchebag hedge fund on fucking wall? They're all fucking corrupt. But this, hey, you assholes need to come in here. Nah, fuck you. Hey, look, if you continue to tell me to go fuck you, I'll send out a memo. You know, I mean, what's he going to do? You know, and right. I'm going to write a memo. Oh, I, God. I worked during the days before I got memos. I loved all those stories of people uh, uh, just en masse at different businesses. Fuck and I, I'm sure I'm sure it's copycat situations after the first one where they I think they left a message up on the signboard. We quit. Uh, they all closed and, and quit the business. And I've seen three or four of them in the news recently of, that have done it. And uh, and and people aren't. People are tired, uh, tired of it all. They don't, they don't give a shit anymore, and they don't want to go back to, to normal. All those, uh, uh, what was it? The losses that the states that did away with the extension on the unemployment, the extra three hundred. Yeah, they didn't uh, do anything about the unemployment rate, right? Uh, but they did end up having losses of, was it two billion dollars or something along those lines in, uh, in retail activity that normally would have gone on. Uh, in economic activity. Yeah. So, uh, so people are, it's, it's a different world. It's a different, I just, I just roll with it. I'm not surprised by any level of, of stupidity. I'm not surprised by any level of cruelty. Uh, uh, they can't surprise me anymore. They can't surprise me anymore. Uh, whatever it is, I can laugh about it and then just, hope that you know i can continue on on my path and and get my kids so that they're able to learn whatever they need to do you know i want them to i i don't want to tell them what to do i want to give them all the tools that they can and just because tomorrow who knows what fucking the world's going to be in 10 years right when yeah go to enter the workforce i i like i said i i fight i you know the the, the, the you know i know my body's going to go you know, as you get older and things are going to fade. And I know that, you know, yes, I'm going to be, there's going to be certain things I'm going to be set in my ways about. And I just, I'm, I'm intractable. And th there's going to be a time when I'm just going to say, I really don't want to have to learn a new fucking thing. You know, this new thing. Cause I, I would argue that might be kind of what I'm, I'm just don't, you know, in my defense, the reason why I'm not like up on the news and pop culture and all that, because in like how Wes and I spend our day, you know, it's you're editing or you you, you can't have background noise and stuff. And you and it would go, well, well where are earbuds? Well, that you gotta listen to other sounds. So it's just that kind of has gotten away. Although I'm gonna come up with a I'm gonna get a monitor and have it closed caption because I, I like to be aware. I mean, I don't want to sit here for 12 hours and then go like walk outdoor and go, hey man, what's up with the mushroom cloud? Oh, you didn't we're we're done. You didn't fucking know, you, you know, and I'm like shit, I could have gotten laid before this happened. Because that's I mean, honestly, like you know, we all say this, but you know, look, if I had time to plan it out, I'd be like, okay, what kind of experience do i want to have one final time man what kind of kink do i want to fucking explore i know i'll have a conversation holy shit man i'm gonna go on tinder and then when i match this is fucking recent activity <coughs> recent fucking tinder activity so you know the usual fucking banter which i don't even engage in anymore it's just like hi you know that's and and so it was like 
you can get laid, but you can't have a conversation. It's really fucking, it's a weird environment. I mean, now I'm starting to feel like I've got to wear a trench coat. What's up with that guy? He's looking to talk. Oh fuck. Call the cops. We got a talker. We got a talker here in the park, man. If you're not careful, he's going to listen. You know, uh, oh. you, you know, dude, it's fucking crazy, man. It's my new kink. My explore my stoned brain just went to just went to you doing your show when you do your live streams. You've got to be wearing a fucking trench coat <laughs> if you to add that level to the uh, fucking puppet uh, shows already. Uh, hey, boys and girls. <laughs> oh God, dude! No, the creepy puppeteer. Hey, I do. I do have a big shout out for anybody that's because you know I'm what what I really hate about this condition I have, which is a spinal injury, is that it it you become you you can't be reliable. Cause I, I don't know what I'm going to feel like from day to day, you know, and you just don't, you, you know, where it's like, man, that's just, there are certain things that, that put me in the shit house. Right. I mean, could just, and, and, and you just learn what does and what doesn't and how to manage it. But my uh, niece, who's a phenomenal fucking drummer, man, she is fucking awesome. There uh, in, in, this is in the Pueblo area. They got the state fair, but they're having a competition. I really want to go see that tomorrow morning. I'm going to try, you know, because she works really fucking hard and she's really good. And, you know, I'm trying to, I want to get a band going with my, like the Jackson five with my family member. But if anybody's in the Colorado area, there's going to be some pretty cool shit going down in Pueblo. And I realized, Ooh, you know, Pueblo, I, 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 it's like any other fucking, I, you know, it's a city. It, it's like any, I mean, Pueblo is Pueblo. But for, what I noticed around here, people are like, oh, there's a, it's a real bad element in Pueblo, gang element. That's in every fucking city, asshole. Yeah. That's no, I mean, yeah. you know, it's, it's it just, I, I'm telling you, I'll tell you right now, guys, support this podcast, man, especially if you like Pueblo, because that has been marked. That's my Valley Brook. I mean, I can't, unless, uh, you know, I would love to go to right now. I would love to still make Valley Brook a fucking thing, but dude, Wes Pueblo is where we need to be eventually. The the properties down there, and I I I envision a uh, art renaissance with fucking. You got there's already some badass fucking galleries. Get some fucking art renaissance, a little fucking music. There's weeds every fucking where. What was great was, you know, finally. Finally, I, I meet somebody that's openly smoking weed on the street. I've yet to really see that in Colorado. I mean, I was doing it in Oklahoma and I'm like, yes, you can get weed here, but it's a little, it's a little, it's different. It's weird. It was, I, it was a little bit more freedom if you had the fucking medical card, but if you had the medical yep. card, fuck dude, uh, that my favorite place, the blue bond, in Norman, Oklahoma, they, they, they were like, Hey, will Dick, you want to go get high with us? Sure, man. And I go out and get high on the patio with the people that work there. And we'd sit there, get high and a band would come in and I go get high with them. And we'd fucking sit there and you just get high all night. And then you go like, wow, we're hungry. Yeah. We don't serve food here. That's cool. What should we order? Greatest fucking bar in the world. Love it. And, but I want to recreate that. I want to recreate yeah. what made that bar. Great was it was 100% about the local musician, the guy that the couple, that bought it were musicians and, but they were in their thirties and kind of at that transition, but 
they did it right. They go, okay, it's time to quote grow up, but they kept their values as they kind of, and their, their business getting back to, you know, authenticity, transparency, ethics, and, and how to, how to be successful in business, their model, which was, you know, not only, not only like fucking local music and shit like that, but they, they weren't virtue signalers, man. They would do like weekend fundraisers for causes and shit. It was just fucking cool. I mean, it was like really cool. It was a great place. And, and, and what was really cool is you had, you, the, everybody was accessible. Artists were accessible. You can have like work. I mean, I, you know, I've had con world-class fucking music, just having conversations like this is getting high with them. And it's because yep. of that environment, you know, the fucking artists want that level of connection. They dig playing there. They dig the whole vibe because everybody's there because they dig the art. They dig, I mean, it's one of those places where the band plays, people will listen and not like fucking, you, you know, that kind of thing, you know, out of, you know, cause they're there for the music and they're for the vibe. You, you know what I mean? It's not a bunch of fucking shithead. Hey, I'm going to go hit on this. You don't see any of that there. You, the blue bond. It's not a go hookup. I'm not, not that there's anything wrong with that. Believe me, you know, but it's not that it's just, it's, it's fucking great. And we can replicate that here. I think, you know, or somewhere, but you when know, you, when you've got musicians, uh, Musicians doing it for musicians, putting uh getting a venue together. That was uh Jessica's dad and I when when we had done that. And I felt I felt really good about that uh when we we put that club together. Uh I was playing music with his son in the band, and he and I went partners in on the club, and and it was that uh we we made sure that the bands knew what they were gonna get paid. People weren't getting paid anywhere around here at that time. Uh, we were paying them. Uh, it was a lot of other bands showing up. Uh, it was a it was a music environment, uh, and and we lost money on it. But uh, that was at the time that was okay. We both loved it, and so we were just we were just putting it in there because we we were hoping to at one point in time. And we didn't have this is in an area where uh, alcohol sales. I think just this year down in that county. Uh, they legalized alcohol sales uh, in the past election, but uh, uh, we didn't even have anything along those lines. And it was, it was, it was just a good time. And when you've got musicians creating it for other musicians, uh, then it's going to have that vibe. It's going to have that, that feel and everything along those lines. Uh, uh, now, now uh I, I enjoyed doing that there. I would love to do that again, uh, to put together a place like that, uh, musicians doing it for the art, for the musicians or for, and I, I, I don't, I don't like just being limited to musicians. Right. Uh, I like, I like art forms. When I was playing in a band, we did a, uh, I, I was always a fan of the of the people that had more to their stage and more to their show. Right. And uh, I wanted to I I wanted to do a Kiss cover band, and I wanted to have uh, larger women uh, paid uh, in bikinis and clown makeup. A uh, large and Love a uh, uh, I know a guy who uh, does work. Uh, he's a uh, a dwarf, uh, and he does work with uh, wrestlers and other things along those lines, making money doing that. And have him with a T-shirt cannon. Mm -hmm. uh, I wanted to, I wanted to do a, a set like that, but that was a little bit. There was nobody that was really cool with doing that. 
uh, but when we did uh, when we did an exhibition set at the at the local Battle of the Bands, because I I didn't want to compete. Uh, we we were just going to do covers, and I I had this guy put on this pig mask and out there throwing out. You know, I wanted to have the gabba gabba hay. I wanted to have the mouse. Uh, the you know all the things the Ramones would bring at times. And, oh yeah, and those yeah. kind of yeah. more experiences and. Uh, and I, I just, uh, I love the live part of it. So I would, I would like to have other acts and other, th- other things along those lines, other than just music. Yeah, I want to do, you know, and and no one, I this is just for me because I, I get that this is out of touch, but the concept album again, I want to bring that back, man. Where it, the shows, it's a story, you know. I, I don't know because, you know, because I was thinking about playing open mics again. Um, Cause my back is better and I can do that. I'm thinking about, there's a, there's mm-hmm. a couple in Colorado, but um, you know, I'd like to start playing a couple gigs again, but it's gotta be my way. I, don't, I can't do fucking covers. And, and luckily here's my out anymore. You know, Hey, play, I can't do covers on live streams, man. It's copyright infringement. Cause I just want to do my own shit. And, but that's the problem. People want to listen. I, I get it. You know, I, I mean, so that so that's why I'm an open mic guy. One or two songs out, not a whole night, because I don't want to do like, okay, man, we're gonna do Jim Croce, Operator, yeah, man, and okay, what else? Oh, Cat Stevens, okay, yeah, and then and what's hold up? Let's go to fucking TikTok real quick. Let's see that fucking songs playing. Applebee's <laughs> and then, then hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Almost. Hello, Tron Cat. And the only crazy yeah, lady. Yeah, I try to... I'm, I'm almost there. I, I see your comments out here. Yes, yes. Rather be free than poor. I totally, totally identify with that. All right, I'm almost there. I'm sorry. Boomers volunteering for shifts. Just why would they do that? Why would they not look for their passion? Why would they not look for their passion? Dun, 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 dun. As well, I can, I'm not going to that fucking song, song that on TikTok on a regular basis. So I make a point it's, every morning to just go on TikTok to see where pop culture's at. Right? I I I am not. I I I I follow Jack Black and I set up a page for myself, which I put three videos up there. One of them got taken down by TikTok. <laughs> So for violating, <laughs> uh, you know, apparently here, here's the deal. If you're going to be on TikTok, it's okay to have a thong and throw your butt cheeks right there at the fucking screen as you fucking do your inspirational fucking message to everybody, to the simps that are fucking watching you. Um, or, or, or there's another one of this dude. And, 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 you know, the guy's ripped, you know, and he's fucking, and he's got the tats, you know? And so he's, the opening scene is, of course, he's got his fucking shirt off. Whoops. I just, and he's in full flex mode as he grooms his fucking hipster douche fucking beard. And by the way, I think the mullet's coming back. So he, he does that. And then, oh, gee whiz, I forgot to wear my shirt as I ran out the house and my skin tight fucking like her fucking pants and oh here i am dancing in the middle of a foot it's like come on dude why don't you just authenticity it's like hey man i i i fucking think i look fucking cool and i need validation so here could you guys validate me let's just be honest let's just be fucking honest man i do it 
I'll post a picture. I'm like, hey, validate me. Give me a like a heart. It makes me feel good. It, it, you know, I mean, hey, I posted this picture because I like the way it makes my ass look. Normally, my ass doesn't even look this. We're near close. But luckily, the lighting here, right? And, and, and I'd like to just pretend this represents reality. So can you encourage me? Let's just be honest. That's, that's why I didn't. That's why I questioned the authenticity of the answers on that poll yeah. uh, where, you know, uh, what is their what are I value, their, their I value really, fucking it's ethics really? value in, in purchasing and consuming. I value uh, saying that are important. I value saying the right thing. I value and, and that yes. now that's one thing I read because that's that I don't know if this is generational, but I'm exhausted. I I will tell you, I it, it means nothing to me. Pontifications. I'll listen to it, you know, and I'll be respectful, but at the end of the day, man. That's why I don't fall in any camp. What is getting done? Not, not the, yeah. Oh, well, Jesus, I'm just so disgusted by this. Oh shit. We got to back this guy. He's disgusted. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, you know, uh, I mean, you know, God damn it. Gosh, darn it. Golly G Willikers kids. I'm frustrated. Ooh, he tells it like it is. Okay. <laughs> he, he, he says it sucks. Okay. Uh, yeah. Anyway, anyway, but, uh, all right, that sells. That kind of thing sells. There's that. There's that hole. And I've told you, I, 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 I don't want to be that guy, but I feel like I could be. I feel like I could get out there and, oh, you need another Alex Jones. You need someone to stir the pot because people love to have their pot stirred. That that's what people just oh, fuck love. Yeah. They love. Yeah. They love to live in their, uh, in their, you know, bubbles. Well, they shit, we, hear we talked about other, it with the nickel with their hates. And I just don't want to do that. Well, we talked about it with the Nickelback tribute show on a podcast. I mean, yes. we, we would be taking fucking scud missiles. Hey kids, get ready. We're going to fucking rock. And we, and you know, I bet. I bet you I some, dare anybody to come on here dude, and try to tell me I'm gonna how write, Nickelback isn't the greatest band Actually, ever. you know what I'm going to do? <laughs> I'm going to write Nickelback, and I'm going to tell everybody just want to say, I do a small-time podcast, not because I want to build viewership, just because I like to fucking talk about shit. You know, you guys get ripped for being douchey, but you know what? You're fucking musicians and shit. I, I, you, you know, and I've listened to you. I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not going to kiss their ass, but like, why don't you come on a podcast, man? Let's just fucking talk about what it's like to get fucking raked over the coals when you've got talent. And now, I mean, cause even if they came out with a good song, no one's going to listen to it because they're already in Nickelback's douche. That's, I've got to think that. I've I would listen. Think, I would listen well, to Nickelback. I, I, and, I'm going to reach out. Any hey, radio parless is he still on here? Radio's in Canada, man. Because Nickelback's Canadian, aren't they? I hey, think they're Canadian and great. They're Canadian and great. Chad, the the lead guy, Kroger. I don't know his last name. Kroger, I think. His, Let me uh, look him up. His wife, uh, Avril Lavigne. Uh, I have on my. She's great. I think it's on the We Enjoy Every Day page. It's me doing an acoustic version of Skater Boy by Avril. Oh, Lane. dude, uh, that's all I got. I, I so, you know. Oh, I got to check that out. That's I've got the pigtails in. I'm, I've got the fucking pigtails. It's black and white. I uh, I had watched uh, Jason Levine over at Adobe do Sweet Child of Mine on the piano. Oh, wow. He had uh, streamed himself playing that and did a fucking amazing job. And. You know, I, I was I was doing the We Enjoy Every Day cartoon. We were uh, I was one of the viewers on his stream all the time, and 
And so I, I put that together and everything. And I, and I did it uh, hashtag Jason inspires because I was inspired. I said, now I don't have any talent. Uh, or anything along those lines, but I'm going to do it anyway because Jason has inspired me. And uh, and I, yeah, I did Skater Boy, uh, uh, Avril Lavigne. Just I loved it. Uh, one of our characters in the cartoon, uh, Jr., the one who has an affinity for bovines, he was uh, he's uh, a huge Avril Lavigne fan. Uh, there's going to be an episode where he's gonna he's gonna actually be doing karaoke at the bar. We're gonna come in seeing him do skater boy in a in his country accent uh and we have a storyline that involves having avril lavigne and uh and her husband show up because well it's it's avril lavigne and nickelback i mean it it ain't gonna get any better than that we're gonna get them both for the show and it's gonna be a great time fucking and that's right kids we're bringing back nickelback to get in with nickelback Dude, yeah, I mean, bring them back. They never left. That's right, man. They've been rocking, dude. (laughs) Fuck yeah, you guys, you guys, fucking, you hipsters, you don't know shit, man. We're bring the back is back, dude. Anyway, but you know, but it's like in sports. Oh, he sucks, baseball player. How fucking hard it is to make it to the major leagues, dude. How fucking impossible that beat the. I mean, I played baseball. I was actually really fucking good, and you know, I I fucking. Uh, college and, and I tried out for fucking single a and you know, it was like, I just, it's just fuck dude. It's just a lot of really great talented people in this country. So even if the, yeah, but the, it takes a lot, you know, you know, and whether or not you're like into it, the work ethic, the drive, the art, the artistic, I admire any artist, any artist that's out there fucking cause you're in the arena getting beat the fuck up by critics. It's and it's really and, and, easy to criticize. Really easy. You're just well, out it's there, easy especially and now. It's it's the popular thing to do. Yeah. Uh, what does everybody do? Everybody's got to post their fucking opinion on whatever. And if you don't like something, you're not just benign to it. Nobody's fucking benign. Nobody just passes up. Oh yeah, they suck. People just pile on. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a, it's a wonderful world. Everybody's great. I really have faith in humanity at pulling everything out. Yeah, and it'll we, all turn out okay. Yeah, we're you know my while look, I do see I am cynical. I just think we're close to the bottom, man. I I just I mean I I, I now <laughs> yeah, I thought we hit the bottom a while ago, but apparently oh we, wait a minute oh Radio Parlesky says Chad is a turd apparently. That's <laughs> not loathed by local. Well, it, I, to, radio par, to radio par the radio par less is is thing. There are now. There are some lyrics that guy has written that are incredibly douchey. I mean, I mean, really, you know, like I, I got to look next time we well, next week. I'll, I'll read the lyrics of this song. I'll get it. But there's this one where he's watching his girlfriend that's working in a bar. And he's ba- it's basically a song about I'm a simp and I'm going to stalk my girlfriend. I got no fucking confidence. Hey, dude, you know what? I mean, it's not. But it's like. It's just really a creepy. Now that's song. not bad girlfriend uh, by theory of a dead man, is it? No, 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 no. Because it no. sounds like the no, storyline could yeah. be bad girlfriend by which which is just a another form. No, but like in in Kroger's in Kroger's case, it's like it's like let's say you're going to write a song like that to be sarcastic, right? 
And but it's almost like some some of his songs are like, dude, do you understand? It, it, so, but having said that, you know, I'm just um, there, to, to his point. So I would imagine that it, you know, let me see. Songs, here. songs can be douchey, but they can, song lyrics who hasn't written douchey stuff? Who hasn't written? I mean, I, there's a couple letters I wrote girlfriends, man. Thank God there's no digital trail on that, you know. I can't take lyric writing seriously, personally. So I, I have a hard time trying to make anything serious. Right. Everything I write is uh, is just a joke to me. Uh, but as a musician, when I listen to uh, uh, and and they've got some songs that have great vocal hooks. Yeah. Uh, and and who are they writing for? Who are they writing for? Right. Uh, you know, think about who they're writing for when you're when you're judging those lyrics. It's not you and me. They're not writing for you and me. So yeah, fuck our opinions on it. No, <laughs> we're not the target audience. I love that bass. I love some of those riffs. I love those two guitars uh, going along there. There's some times that it's just, oh, I'd like to hear that again. Well, uh, the same thing happened to me back. as a kid. Like uh, there would be bands that I would be into, and then they quote go commercial. You, you, you know what I mean? Or as it, you, you know, and, and you'd be like, okay, they're, do but you, you know, you liked them, you, you know, at one time. And then as you get older, like with my relationship with kiss, I'm not worried about my little fucking douchebag junior high friend saying I'm one of the cool kids. And I can come out of the closet and say, I liked kiss when I was a kid. Right. And now I appreciate you, that music. At one time I was embarrassed to say I liked. You just described 80s metal and what led up to grunge. Right. Uh, uh, everybody came out. Uh, you know, you had some glam. Thank God. For then grunge. you had, uh, uh, you know, you had them writing the music and everything going. And then all of a sudden came the fucking ballad. Then came the fucking uh, rock ballad. Every yeah. album you had to have a ballad that they were going to make a fucking video out yeah. of. Okay. And women so they could target market women who were now coming into metal. And it totally cheesed every Fuck every yeah, band, every hair band from the eighties had a fucking had a fucking cheesy ass. Take, and just, they were told to all do it by the record right companies. Now, all of them, man. But you're right, dude. You're right. The the, the fucking power ballad, the power ballad, that's, dude. That's what happened in the eighties to metal, and yeah. and you had the defiance of that, where you went grunge in the other direction, but then they went heavy as fuck with uh with uh so. So it diverged there uh, at that point. There's that uh, uh, VH1 had it on. There was a, a documentary, uh, I, uh, the history of heavy metal or the history of metal. Uh, it went over that with the 80s and how and interviews with uh, with the guys saying just, yeah, we were told we had to do this. Right. Uh, and it basically, you know, that killed all our sales. It killed all the all the hair metal bands kind of went the way at that point. Well, I'm reading a book right now. Hang on. I'm, well, reading, once again, we talked about this. Um, it's I'm listening to it on Audible. Metal, absol uh, Neil G uh, Gaiman, A History of Heavy Metal. I'm on Chapter 3 right now. It's a great book. Man, when I'm done, it'd be cool to do like a rock history. Because it's, it's interesting how metal has evolved. And it's, you know, and I'm not, a, in all honesty, I, I'm not very up on metal. I mean, probably am. This book is making me realize I was a lot more just because I don't follow death metal. Doesn't mean I, I understand, you know, but there's some metal that I just don't follow. 
I just don't. You It'd know? be impossible to follow because it's branched off. If you watch, oh, that, it's uh, crazy that, that documentary. Yeah, it's gone into so many, uh, so many different directions. Uh, now I see uh, Jill, Jill. Hey, yeah, Spicoli. Hey, uh, Dave Matthews uh, getting uh, getting hate. I hadn't. Now, now I'm a shut in. So. That, I did that, not know of Dave I didn't Matthews know that. getting hate. Actually, actually, uh, there was a time. Okay, there was a time uh, when Matthews Band came out and Hootie and the Blowfish were big, and they had very similar audiences. the The frat kind of guy with the bat baseball hat, so a very caricature oh, audience of the time. Yeah, and yeah. and so Dave Matthews got linked into that. Having said that, that fucking dude is an underrated guitar player. That fucking guy is genius, man. He is a phenomenal guitar player. He does uh, on Howard Stern, and you can find this on YouTube, but um, when he covers Whitest Shade of Pale, this guy, he also does uh, a version of uh, All Along the Watchtower, but he's jazzed it up, but there's an acoustic version, which is just guitar. It's phenomenal. I mean, so, but I don't, I can... Probably because he's been around, he's established, he's commercial, not seen as edgy anymore. You know, I don't think Dave Matthews was ever considered edgy. I, you know, he wasn't really writing uh, music about the times and stuff like that. But even you two's getting raked over the coals, Bono being a douche. And, you know, back in the day, Bono was like, oh, God, Bono's fucking God. Now Bono's seen as a gigantic douchebag to some. It's just we turn on See, our I own. I always felt Bono was, was a douche. Mm. I I don't I don't know what it was. I always I never liked you two, and right. I was around when you two would you know everybody liked you two, and it was right. it was one of those things for me. I would, of course I was I was I was different. I liked I liked uh, I was a big Oingo Boingo fan. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, and Violent Femmes. Okay. I got into the Violent Femmes, uh, and I was a huge Van Halen fan. I saw them four fucking times. Right. Uh, and ZZ Top. So I had kind of a kind of a range, but I never never country. Uh, but now I I I I don't know. I didn't know I didn't know anything about the uh, anything at all about the, so, some of uh, my favorite concerts were in Savannah, Georgia, in like the 1986, 85, 86. Reason why. Was Savannah, Georgia was small time. It was usually like, as remember, the culture was you're still buying albums then. So this yep. was bands on their way out, you know. On the, so I, it was Pat Travers. We saw Pat Travers. I'm aging my boom, boom, out go the lights. And um, band called the Outlaws, which they had a green grass and high tides. Okay, Outlaws. And it was like, it was like a scene from Spinal Tap, man. I mean, I think there was maybe a hundred people that showed up and it was this giant fucking amphitheater or like stadium thing. It was a hockey thing. It was huge. And he just <laughs> kind of pared it down to like what looked like a little fucking high school stage, you know, but I, I, I actually started feeling bad, man, because you know, the, the, there's just assholes in the crowd. They're getting drunk and fucking outlaws come up there and they're, Hey, fucking fat ass, you know, the, the, and and the guys in the and they were great musicians, but the guy was just like, well, you know, this is probably could be. You could just tell he's like, yeah, we're fucking done with this shit. It was just you just see people in the, at the end of it. But uh, that outlaws concert, even Pat Travers, I mean, he was like, hey man, if you guys can't like be cool, I'll leave the show. I'm like, fuck, then go. We're not here to see you. I mean, that was the kind of audience, you know. <laughs> I, 
I saw Cheap Trick similar to that. Oh, Cheap dude. Trick on a fucking trailer out in the street uh, <laughs> at Cheap Tricks from Rockford, Illinois, where I'm from. Right. And uh, and they were having their on the waterfront uh, where they close off the downtown and the and a couple of bridges and so they had the stage there set up and there's there's maybe only a hundred of us and people everybody's drunk everybody's drunk and uh, <laughs> and, uh, and they 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 kick off and everybody's on their side because they're the local boys yeah uh, everybody's yelling well then the generator blows <laughs> they blow the generator. They gotta get the uh they gotta get that reset. They reset the fuse on the generator, get things going, get the amps turned back on. People are starting to mumble. People are drunk. People are starting to get upset. Right. They start playing again. Oh, sorry about that. We've got it all going now. And mommy's all right. It goes out again, blows up fucking uh the fuse again. This is when the crowd gets gets loud. This is when the crowd starts. Well, we're gonna. What the fuck you brought? Fix it, you piece of shit. And oh, we're all just kind of laughingly drunk. Nobody's ready to throw beers yet. Right. Everybody's right. still on the, <laughs> we're just going to get real loud and obnoxious out here and have fun. Right. Uh, but that was, that was cheap trick. Rockford, oh, we I had, mean, uh, it's crazy. Uh, they, you would run into him at the record store or something along those lines. Uh, you'd, you'd end up seeing all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, but we also got some, give me a second. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, Wes. Oh, no problem. No problem. Um, let me get back to this. Uh, okay. Okay. So look, we're almost at the two hour point. I, I, I think pod being kicks us off after two hours. Cause I don't think we're, we're not the juggernaut that can rate a four hour show yet. I don't know what the rules oh, are, but that's good. Damn, anyway. I didn't know the time had passed already. Uh, yeah. It was a good show, man. I've got, I've got, uh, Wes, uh, I've got, we got Saturday, Saturday stream surf Wes and Jess, 9 PM central, which is, I mean, mountain, which is 11 PM Eastern 10 central nine mountain, eight Pacific movie night. What you going to, what are you going to show? Uh, we're going to show our pilot episode and we've got some, uh, other, uh, little animated shorts. And then uh, anything anything you've come out within the next week, we we might yeah. go ahead and throw that up. Uh, if you're if you're of cool course, yeah, I'll send Even you the stuff. stuff you've already put out. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, awesome work. Yep. Um, so yeah, I'll send them some stuff. I've got what's up on YouTube right now is uh, amazing slacker and the uh, giant cock attack of the giant cock one or two most recent. Also some edited bit sometime today. Gosh, I wish I just got to do sound editing. That could be real quick. But I I want to upload release this latest. The things I'll be doing for per Wes's suggestion will be eleven minutes on the dot from here on out. So everything I, well, and then I'll break it up and I'll break these up because it's that's that's sometimes that's a lot to sit through. So um, anyway, so that's what's going on, man. I hope you guys will go to the Art of Floundering whatever page. The we uh, stream surf with Wes and Jess. We enjoy every day. Oral Office, his other site, all those. And uh, we will see you Monday. Um, I can't, I, I know I'll be doing stuff over the weekend. I just don't know what time that'll be. With that said, everybody, have a wonderful day. Let's see if we got any. That was a trip and movie. Love That's Clockwork how, Orange. Clockwork love Orange. Clockwork Orange. Yeah, great flick, man. All right, everybody. Peace and love. We'll see you later.